0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. And, you know, tonight is always an exciting night. We cover so many topics, so many issues of the nation, of our families, of the world and everything. But tonight, as always, we always have a good time with everyone who calls in. Call in, share your views. But tonight, you know what? I'm not doing it by myself. I have a co-host with me tonight, and he's been on my show uh, uh, many times before. Um, but tonight, I want to welcome my co-host tonight, Mr. Kevin Ford. Kevin, say hello to the to the people out there in the world.
2: Hello, everybody. Good to be here again, Ross. We had a great uh, discussion the last time of- I'm excited to do it again. I've always enjoyed talking with you, so let's let's get into it.
0: let's do this. But first of all, we want to always talk about our company t two Five c l entertainment LLC. We are a very innovative company in which we do global distribution distribution tongue diet, distribution for all independent music artists, um those who be spoken word, those who are in the theater and the movies, movie business. And uh, I just want to let you guys know if you're gonna be there, I'm gonna I'll mute you so that we don't have too much noise in the background, okay? Um, so, so Kevin, tonight, yeah. um, we're we're getting ready. To, we're getting ready to uh, knock down some walls tonight, my brother. Because, like you and I were discussing um, just the other day well, yesterday, right? Um, yes. What's going on with this nation? And I look forward to you. Starting your own radio show—we got to do that soon, my brother. Okay?
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, tonight we want to talk about the current affairs and what's going on in our nation. I mean, right now the hot topics with every talk show, every uh, uh, you know TV show, news, and everything is what's going on and what's getting ready to take place on Friday with the transition of power, and what's going on with this nation, and the lowest ratings in history for any presidential candidate, and this is within the history of this nation, is the one that's taking place right now, and it's even going lower. It was at 40, 40%, now it's down to 36%. We have um, people who will be boycotting. We have four, over 400,000 women who will be marching on, on the Capitol the day after, uh, presenting some issues that needs to be addressed by the newly, newly elected president. So there's a lot of things that need to be covered. I know we're not going to cover them all tonight, But my brother Kevin, I'm going to let you start because you have so much on your mind. And ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) just come on to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Time on in because we we know you got a lot to share. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm going to let you start, my brother.
2: Wow. Um, So just listening to what you just said, you know, it just boggles my mind, like, how did this happen? How did this man, Donald Trump, become the president? You know, um, I remember eight years ago, you know, being motivated, excited, uh, feeling like a sense of accomplishment is going to happen. America is going to change. And Barack Obama was such a, a great person to, uh, get you motivated and make you feel like progress and change is about to come.
1: And here we are
2: eight later, eight years later, feeling the complete opposite of it, like we're concerned, we're afraid, we're concerned about our jobs, we're concerned about our children, we're concerned about our homes, the main things. And it's going to take a lot of fight and willpower in us as people to really uh, fight against what's about to happen. What more concerns me? <clears throat> it's not even so much of Donald Trump. It's the people, and the and the, the the other things that happen for him to accomplish to have the highest power in our nation. It's just it's mind boggling. Well, you, you know, think you, you remember? You know,
0: um, I know many of people have said. Trump did what he was supposed to do. Right. He did what he was supposed to do, whether we like yeah. it or not. He did it, and he accomplished it. Yeah. And like you said, it's not him. It's those who got him in there.
2: Yeah. So go So ahead we up. can all speculate. We can all speculate. You know, um, Donald Trump is a very, very successful businessman. He's been there for years. That's what we've all known of him. Mm-hmm. We ought to be mindful that this man is more than just successful. He connected himself with other powerful regimes all around this globe. Like, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they're now discovering and, and finding out through investigating him and all the rest of the hidden agendas that he's connected himself. It doesn't surprise me because when I was sitting watching the election and just to see how fast Florida went to Donald Trump, I started, my heart started beating then before all the rest of the, you know, Pennsylvania and, and, and Michigan and all the other states in Ohio, all of them turned over to Donald Trump. When Florida went fast, I knew something was wrong. Because, I, like, Florida is, like, the last state that you wake up the next morning going, well, it went to, you know, the the Republicans or it went to the Democrats. And so that concerned me. And now for them to uh, discover that there was more than just, you know, the people voted for Donald Trump. Like, to know that the Russians, you know, clearly intended to help Donald Trump become president scares me a lot. And we know that this election was overturned his favor and that's what we're fighting against him and and other countries like Russia and other people that's connected to him that's how all this happened for Donald Trump and what Mm -hmm. are we going to do what are we going to do God knows but I just know right now just being mindful and and having this discussion just lets me know that we all have to voice our opinions and we all have to really think about how we're going to protect our children, our families our jobs and we're going to have to really go out and hold our congress people, our mayors, our senators, the people that we can we have to hold them accountable to fight for us and, and that's what we have to do,
0: mhm, exactly, and there are so many things that we as a nation as a people, and I'm not not just you know African Americans but just as a people um you know that we worry about there's so many issues, and what I wanted to do, I wanted to hit on. Some of the issues that we are really concerned about um, as just citizens, just as people, because you can think about the percentage of Americans who worry worry a great deal about the possibility of a terrorist attack. Terrorist attacks yes. has climbed to by 12 percent uh, since uh, 2014 and has yes. now reached a 51 percent. Okay, according to uh, different polls, the Gallup polls, you know. And mm-hmm. so there has been issues, you know, events that, that rise from these militant 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 groups like ISIS and terrorists across the across this globe that has killed yeah. so many people. I mean, in France and Berlin and uh um just all over, you know, and then these attacks in these um, you know, uh clubs. And yeah. so it's it's crazy what's going on. Um, there are issues that I'm going to hit on, and I know we got a caller called in from New Jersey. Caller, give us your name. Well, I know that makes... Who's on the line right now? Caller, you there? Yes,
3: this is Alex.
0: Oh, hi, Alex. How you doing, my sister? Yes, how are you? Hold on one hi. second. Yep. How okay. are you doing? Yes, yes. We're doing great. We're trying to hear you a little a little clearer. You must be driving. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you know what the topic is, um, and it's been you know hot on the trail um, ever since these elections began, and so now that we're down to the last really the last uh, boiling pot or the last lever that's getting ready to be pulled uh, for the transition of power and all the issues that we as a people are really concerned about um uh, mm-hmm. when you think about this nation uh give us your take on what do you think was going on and, and um your 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 opinion
3: well i mean this is just a uh result of a built up hate right so um a, this is a built up hate mm-hmm. that has been brewing since um president obama had uh, had been elected cuz if you recall four hours after he was elected, the Congress had a secret meeting, the Republican Congress had a secret the GOP had a secret meeting that mm-hmm. their objective was to obstruct, obstruct anything that he tried to do. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, you know, with all you remember they shut down the government three times uh mm-hmm. since Barack Obama has been president, right? So these people uh they um they they did not want so <laughs> Let me just calm myself down because, you know, this is a topic I'm <laughs> passionate about, right? No. Um, yeah. These people, uh, for this election, pulled their grandmother out of the closet and rolled her butt out there to vote. They voted on hatred and voted against their best interest because if you think about it, I mean, we are only 13% of the population. Uh, and, and of our 13%, there's a small subsection that uh, takes Social social uh, handouts, let's say from the government, right? Um, mm-hmm. What about them? These people that came out and voted are middle America, South Southern United States, uh, poorly educated. Um, most of them are on social, receiving social assistance. A lot of them are on Obamacare, but they put all that aside and voted because of hatred that they had inside of them. So what we're seeing is a manifestation of that hatred, right? So here's that's a man. Right. Now, I'm, now, I'm from New York, right? We know Trump and his daddy, right? Right. So, so this guy right here is a guy that said he could kill somebody in the middle of Manhattan and they would still right. vote and for him. And the they, vote. Right, yep. and they still voted for him, right? So Trump is a manifestation of a hatred that's been brewing for eight years because they did not Ooh. want us to uh, to, uh, to uh, have to go in the White House. It's named the White House for a reason, right? Um, mm-hmm. But now they're regretting it. So <laughs> a lot of them are regretting it, especially the poor ones. How are you going to get a one percenter who just because he talks your talk, he can't understand one thing them white people in the middle of the country, down south, he can't understand what they go through on a day-to-day basis. But mm-hmm. they saw a white man, and, and that was their their savior. <laughs> Now they're yeah. feeling it
0: tomorrow, the after, day after tomorrow. They'll know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So when we talk about the issues that, that, that I want to hit on because I want, um, Kevin, I want you to go ahead and, and share your views, and then um, Alex, I'll have you share your views on these issues that we are facing. And then yeah. also I want to hit on this. Steve Harvey has been getting. The most horrendous backlash from african Americans, starting with those who are in the entertainment industry on down to um wow the you know the just the ordinary Joe of yeah. having met with Donald Trump now before he went inside. There was a TMZ reporter because you know they all over the place. They come up out of the crevices out of the cracks. I don't know where they come from. This guy mm-hmm. was just riding his bike. A TMZ reporter. He was just riding his bike down the street, passing Trump <laughs> Towers, and he saw Steve Harvey get out of his out of his car and pulled out his phone and started interviewing Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey says, "What are you going? Uh, why are you going in here?" He says, "I've been invited to the, I've been invited to uh, sit down and, and uh, talk to Trump." He said, I've been invited not only by Trump, Trump's party, but also by President Obama's party. And mm-hmm. I'm just going in there to see what they're, you know, talk about and what's going on. You know, there's a reason why they invited me. Well, Steve Harvey is, has his organization for inner city kids that he takes them out on his ranch way out, you know, somewhere where there is a remote area where he takes all these young boys from the inner cities and mentors them sits them down, even those with the hard heads, you know, those who are hard to deal with, and these are young boys with single moms. So now, that must have been in his mind. Now, take it back a step, okay, and you find, okay, well, wait a minute. Now now he's putting him on the uh, Miss Universe pageant after he made a botch of the first one because you know Donald Trump is over the Miss Universe pageant. So you think about um, – all the backlash that he's been getting. Now, what do you feel with Steve Harvey being invited to sit down and talk with Donald Trump? He has. He even got on the radio and he started crying because he could not believe how his people had turned against him, yeah. calling him a coon and jigaboo and all this kind of stuff. You know. And he says, man, I was just invited to go sit down and talk to the man. He was cordial. I just talked to him, you know. But the persona or what it looked like it represented, it looks like, you know, he was going against what uh, our people are trying to establish. So what's your view on that? Kevin, I'll let you go ahead with that.
2: Well, first of all, you have to realize a lot of people, they don't really even support Donald Trump but they look at him as a businessman, what he is, and they look at him for someone to chime in on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to sit here and bash. I respect Steve Harvey for a lot of his accomplishments, things that he has done, you know, him being just a, a Midwestern guy out of, you know, Cleveland. So I respect Steve Harvey for his his, his comedic uh, career, his radio his, his his TV show. I mean, the man has, he's a self-made man. He's built his own career. And I just look at it as like, you know, there are times when you expect those that we all look up to to make the right moves at the right time. I just think Steve Harvey missed the ball because he should have been sensitive to know that a lot of us are discouraged. We're hurt. We're sad. We're angry. We're afraid. I think that it was just the timing that he decided to go and meet with Donald Trump is where he he missed it and where a lot of people are upset with him right now, you know. And then when you look up to see, well, he is going to be hosting the the Miss Universal pageant. Then it makes you feel like that's where he chimed in. It's a business deal, you know. That's a pass down from Donald Trump and Steve Harvey is going to be. So then we all start going, yeah, it's just business. He's just trying to get money. But I just think when you are one of our Leaders and people that we look up to, our role models, and all the things that Steve Harvey has accomplished. You should be smart enough to make your moves within the right time. I, if I was Steve Harvey, I would have never did a press conference with Donald Trump at Trump Towers and then did all of that. I would have just waited till the transition happened. He's in office. We all got accepted. You know, we can't change it no matter what. And then made yeah. it seem real after the universal pageant, after all the, all the, you know, noise has just calmed down and made it seem real because right now it just seems like it's a publicity start for Steve Harvey and that he's doing, and then it makes you feel like all your work that you've done, Steve Harvey, you know, it's just in vain because you dropped the ball. You should have, you know, made Donald Trump really, you know, listen to you instead of you. It seems like you're following him, and he's just picking and using you guys as pawns. Just to like you know, make his transition and his presidency see, seem legitimate, and it's not. So it's just yes. like I love Steve Harvey. Like I said, I respect him for what he's accomplished and what he's done. Uh, just to even be someone considered that they would call, let you know that Steve Harvey, you know, he's he, he, he's he's the man. You know, he's done his thing. But I just think that it was the timing that where he lost it, and a lot of people right now are very upset with him. And, and, and just losing a lot of respect for them. So sometimes it's just timing. When you make moves and people feel like it's genuine, it was the right thing to do at the right time, then you get the support that you want. Then what you were trying to accomplish with Donald Trump and, and all of them talking about doing things in the inner city and for Chicago, then all those things come relevant, and we believe right now a lot of people don't believe Steve Harvey because he dropped the ball and just the wrong timing for what he did. That's basically, you know, what I feel about it.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a wrong time, and it, it was like a Kanye, Floyd um, Mayweather. Publicity start Because both of them, all of them, walked out of the elevator with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is like he presented them. Yeah, now, you no, know, I've got these guys in my pocket, type of thing. And it was, it was really um, the the way it was presented. Uh, it was just a bad timing. Um, like you know, like you say, my, even myself, man. I Steve Harvey's off the chain. You know what he's accomplished? He's got his own TV show. He's a very yes. well-accomplished comedian. He's um, got, you know, uh, his talk show every every um, day on, on uh Steve at Harvey got, got S- it he's all. Got, he's got it going on. He's got so much going on. He's and hoping. now to have done this. And then on top yes. of that, I mean, I, I look at D.L. Uh, Hughes. That boy yes. was mad. He uh, was impressed. mad. And he says, I know why you want uh, a comedian, a rapper and a boxer, you know, to you know, to present because you you, you think that we can't do anything. You rather have us uh run around run the ball than run the world. Of, yeah, then run the world. And so you have this um presentation, this this heavy veil, you might say, that has yes. really fallen on key people that a lot of people a lot of us are look up to as prime examples of what we are as African-Americans, what we do. And so there you are, um, you know, with all, I mean, so many, T.I., um, um, what's the boy's name, uh, Sean Cones, all of them um, yeah. have come out against Harvey and, you know, it, it's just, it, it, was, it blew up and it yeah. really blew up in his face. And, you know, he was he was he tried, he came on the radio and he tried to defend himself. You know, I'm just going there. I was just I was invited by both sides, not only um Trump but Obama too. You know, yeah. and then he said I'm going to assist Carson with the housing and development and, you know, yeah. these kind of things. Starting with Chicago and then going moving on to Detroit. Major yeah. cities that have major crimes. So yeah. you know, uh, it's just that could be now that could have been done after, the after inauguration, after, yeah. you know, that's just my point of view, that's just my point yeah. of view, but, you know, it could have been done after because you wouldn't have right. so much of a backlash, you know, and yeah. things that's going on. So, uh, Alex, give me this, your view. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, so, you
3: know, I everything is about symbolism, right? So, you mm-hmm. mentioned some people. Um, when you think about who um, he presented, right, so Trump Like you said, Kevin, he's a businessman, right? So he used the tools for his benefit. So he brought out uh, Don King, right? Don King uh, is Mm -hmm. going to bring in... uh, So he's an iconic symbol in the black community, even though the the knowledgeable ones of us know that Don King is nothing but a fool, but, but, you know, to the world, he's an icon in the black community, right? And um, so Kanye West, uh, for the young younger community, right? The younger the younger group of blacks, right? Then they bring Steve Harvey out for our age group, right? So mm-hmm. pre- he's presenting these people uh, to say that hey, these people like. Me. And then the one the other one is a name symbolism. Martin Luther King Jr. The third, right? Yeah. And he he also brought out. So he is presenting these people to me like hey look, black folks, your black icons are agreeing with me and think, I'm a nice guy, I'm going to do good things for you, so you got to you come along with me, too, right? Um, but, like Yvette Carnell said, if you ever listen to Yvette Carnell, you know, we've always been negotiating with the slave owners, right? we always been, We and, and in this situation, we have no choice but to negotiate with this white man. We, we got to get some things done for ourselves, right? So, uh, like like you said, we it, it was the wrong time. We allowed him to, you know.
2: down to really accept the reality that Donald Trump is going to be our president. So we're all upset, we're all hurt, we're all angry, and he's using some of our key people that we rely on for our radio or for our entertainment and our music, and he's using the people that we are connected to to make himself look good and to really throw everything in our face so it angers me when I see Steve Harvey and 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 Martin Luther King the third and Kanye West, and them being used as pawns to support this man's agenda. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't even laid out anything. He just won. He's the president elect. He hasn't even shown anything that he's going to do. But he has the support of leaders like this. It angers me because then that's what I feel like. Some of our great leaders. I don't care what you are. You could be a comedian. You could be a songwriter. You could be a rapper or whatever. But you got to make Donald Trump respect you and y'all movement and that's what i feel like it's, it's, it's just like we, we we beg for these opportunities we cry for these opportunities we want to see our people get these opportunities to be heard or to be able to be connected to do something for the inner cities but before you can even get into the business of it you make it look bad you make it unbelievable so that's why you got a lot of people right now this is steve harvey you know even his mm-hmm. you know his one of his good friends Hughley. i mean it's just sometimes you just got to have that right timing to make it seem genuine. Don't make it feel like it's a publicity stunt. Don't make it seem like, you know, this is some, you know, insider thing that you're just doing with Donald Trump. Because I know Steve Harvey didn't vote for Donald Trump. He don't support Donald Trump. So it's a business deal. And that's what I, that's what angers me because I feel like they're just being used.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. And we always like to mention the great things that we're doing here. Look, go to our website at www.t25cl.com, five, everybody. Look, listen, and view. Rent our movie, United We Stand. I can't encourage you enough. You've got to go and listen and look at our movie. You know what? It was so much hard work. Much love, great endeavors that went into this movie, and trust me, you will not be disappointed, okay? And also listen to our radio shows. Uh, Monday nights we got uh, Lorenzo Elvis-Murphy with Compton Politics. Of course, on Tuesday we got Ms. Barbara McGee and Rodney Best with uh, Straight Talk from the Higher Brush, my show on Wednesday. Thursday we have Dr. Nelena Quaku and Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. So look, look, everybody, you call in, support the shows, and then download the independent music that's on there. So much great music is on our website, and we're looking to bring on more independent artists. So if you're an independent artist looking for global distribution for your music, for your books, we got eBooks for your movies, anything you want to do, come to T25CL.com. We're the company for you, okay? And we are black-owned. Thank you. Okay, well, look, we're uh, going on with um, this discussion today because it is a heavy, heavy topic. And, you know, I was listening to uh, a very well-known speaker and minister. And, you know, this brother, he pulls no punches, of course. And when he was speaking about... um, uh, president Obama, um, he had some words to say um, to President Obama. We love our president, and we could not, this nation could not have been more prouder uh, to what we have accomplished with uh, uh, electing him into the nation. I don't care if his mama was white, and he still had black, and he's still black. <laughs> but to <laughs> think about what he went through, like you said, when he, he, went, he took office, they made sure that they were going to go against him, but um, um, this speaker had said, "Your people are suffering and dying in the streets of Chicago, and, and so you failed to do what you would you you should have done." But mm-hmm. continue to say it's time to the, let the Republican presidential nominee or now president elect do what he wants to be wants to do because he is not just he is not uh, destroying your legacy. He's already. Barack Obama has has laid down his legacy. Trump is not going to destroy that. He also went on to say that you, so you Democrats, you've been in their party a long time. So answer me this. What did you get? You got a president, and he's worried about his legacy. I don't think so. You want Hillary to get in to protect your legacy because Trump said the minute he gets in, he's going to reverse Affordable Care Act, and that's another thing. He's getting ready to reverse this Affordable Care Act. Millions of people are going to be without it. But he says he's got a replacement. Not that he's made any um, um, strategic answers to how, okay, so that's another question because that is your signature achievement. That is his signature achievement. To show you how hateful the enemy is, he hates that you achieve what you did achieve. All right. So he said, "I'm going to tear it up when I get in." He made that promise. Trump said, "I'm going to." Te- that's out. So he don't uh, don't want you to to um. You're, he doesn't want uh, to destroy your legacy. Let the man do what he's going to do if he gets in. Well, he's in now. Okay. Uh, uh what he wants to. Because he's not going to destroy your legacy. He, it, it, it's already there, it's already set in stone. If your legacy is bound up in the Affordable Care Act, that only affects a few million people. And they are trying to make it really difficult for those of us who signed up. That's not your legacy. He says, but I just want to tell you, Mr. President, you're from Chicago. And so is this gentleman. I go out in the streets with the people. I visit the worst neighborhoods, the worst of the worst. I talk to the gang, and while I was out there talking to them, they said, you know, we uh, haven't seen the president. But then we think about, okay, the president is the president of this nation. He's not only president of a of, 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 of us as African Americans, but he's a president of this nation, which includes is inclusive of everybody. But as African Americans, many have felt that he has failed. He says, but we gotta continue. You fight for these people, you fight for the rights of others, you fight for this, you fight for that. Now you fail to do what should have been done is going to the streets and see the suffering of the people. So um, you look at Harvey, uh, the other, you know, people in the entertainment industry and where they're going, and what are they doing for our people in the hood, these gangs? The question has always been asked, and I'll ask that of you, Kevin, and I'll ask that of you, Alex, and my other sister who's still waiting on, on the line. I know she's there at Urgent Care. I hope she's doing okay. Um, but um, what is – your answer if you had an answer to give to these people to our people, to this new president, what would your answer be? What would your answer be and what you're looking for him to do with this nation and I'll start with you alex what what would your answer be? What would your question be to him to trump yes
3: um, well, I mean if I had an opportunity. To... Uh, to sit down with him, I would have some specific asks, but, you know, uh, because I'm selfish and because I know that we were the most marginalized group out of all of the races in this world, not just this country, in this world, um, I would want to ask what specific is he going to do? What is the New Deal 2.0 that he's talking about? What are the details of those deals, and then how how does he plan to implement that within our communities, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I already know we we already know some things about him right so he's he said during his campaign that he's going to be the law enforcement president right so if he's Mm -hmm. going to be the law enforcement president and you know that our communities have issues in it I'm not I, I would ask him one thing I would ask him don't send strangers into our communities we could police ourselves give us the resources and let us fix our own communities don't because what, what I noticed what he said is that he's going to have foreigners come into these urban areas and he's going to give them business in the urban areas. No, we're here. We got talent. Give us the that money so we can fix our community. So those mm-hmm. are the things I would ask him. What's your New Deal 2.0? What what are the details of it?
0: Um, yeah. You
3: say you're the law enforcement president. I'm telling you we don't want no white folks in our community. We're going to police ourselves, but you need to give us the resources. You owe us that.
0: We don't need no stopping yeah. friends.
3: <laughs> Right. And and you're going to put business back in the urban communities? Well, don't give it to the foreigners. Give it to the people that are here first that you've disenfranchised for over 400 years.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. I'll let you go ahead. No, I agree with her uh, specifics, but I would say to him, like, okay, so you told America that you're going to help out the black community. You told us What do we have to lose? Come on, just vote for Donald Trump. And I would ask him the specifics. But I would ask him, you know, um, do you think it will be a smart thing for you to implement in cities like Chicago and Detroit, Philadelphia? Do you think it's smart for you to implement um, frisk um, uh, by the police to be able to just stop and frisk these people while they turned up and they're angry already and, you know, the things that you know that's going on in the city, do you think that's smart? Don't you think that's going to bring about more anger and more resentment and more violence? Like, I want to hear him clearly lay down the specifics of just hearing a, a general statement of we're going to help out our blacks and our. And, you know, I just don't like the way Donald Trump talked. I'm going to just, I'm just keep it real with you. <laughs> I know what I'm feeling is real, and I know these men don't plan to use my language, but do-ish, but it, that was just his way of just, you know, getting people to think that he's going to be the president for all of us. He's not. The reason why Donald Trump tweets is because he's tweeting to that same base of people that helped him get in office, and those supporters. That's why, because he doesn't have the guts to be able to stand up in front of people that don't like him and don't trust him, you know. So I would ask him, like, specifically, what are you going to do? Like, tell us what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, when you going to do it, just the specifics. But this man ain't planning on doing nothing. That was just a you know political statement just to make black people kind of look at him as he could be some kind of president. I and
0: I think he's he surprised himself that he even won. I think he was really surprised. Uh, okay, we got another caller that called in from uh, California. Let's see who's there. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from? Hello, hi, Rosalind. It's Barbara with
3: Stray Talk. How are you this evening?'m
0: doing very well, my sister. How are you?
3: Oh I'm doing well. I just got to call in and support you and your guests tonight, and uh I'm just gonna stay and listen and observe. But I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job.
0: Awesome. Well, you can chime on in' cause we, you know we're talking about the current affairs and with this uh, Friday transition of power, and and let me ask you this, because I've asked um, my guests here, and Kevin as well, um, if you were confronted with facing Donald Trump right now, what would your question be to him so far as making things better for this nation?
3: Well, you know, that's very interesting that you would ask me that, because I just came to the understanding that, um, if anybody of color speaks to Donald Trump right now on any level of question, whatever it might be, they're going to suffer some backlash <laughs> because we're so mad that yes. uh, right now uh, we are got we've got misdirected hatred and fear and. Uh, so there's no question that could be asked of him at the at the moment um, because right. we are and and that backlash we have to be very careful of it because it also has moved over to Kim Burrell and Shirley Caesar for speaking out uh, the way they need to speak out regarding um, their beliefs in homosexuality which they have their right but that but, <laughs> but we have we can't we can't fall into this. Uh, Group threat, um, I, I just believe it serves us uh, falsely. That was my comment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. You were going to say
2: something. No, no, I wasn't really going to have nothing to say. I just uh, agree with her. But we do have to be – I don't think Donald Trump has completely, absolutely no interest in helping the black community. I just think the fact that he's in office and there are certain people that's going to fight for whatever little we see come and happens to our inner cities. I just think the man has created this anxiety that I have and all this hatred, the hate mongering, all this stuff. I think that, you know, he brought about this, and now we, like the sisters say, we strategically have to figure out how do we fight this. It's not because you can't get an answer from Donald Trump. All the people that have come to him and tried to sit and talk with him, and he's still talking the same foolish rhetoric, like this man, to me, angers me because I feel like Donald Trump did this as, like, this is one of his bucket list wishes just to prove to his family and people that he's going to go out on top. And he really hates Barack Obama. <laughs> I remember when um, they had one of the uh, ball with this, and Donald Trump was there. I think this is when they was all, like, cracking on each other. You can see the hatred because uh, Barack Obama said something and made a, a quick, smart comment about Donald Trump. You can see the hatred in Donald Trump's eyes. You can see that he can't stand the thought that Barack Obama was the president. So, all his hate, he just generated it and he connected himself with those haters out there that hate our president. I'm very, let me just say this I am very, very happy to know that I have witnessed and experienced a black man in the White House, President Barack Obama. I am forever grateful for all the things that he tried to do, the things that he did. I'm proud of that, man. It makes me feel good to be able to go on and fight and stand up and do whatever I can now because of the hope that he did give me and so many others. I just want to make that clear, put that on the record. I am very extremely proud of Barack Obama, and that's what gives me the stamina, the courage, the spirit, whatever, the integrity to fight on for whatever causes to speak on this show, just to speak my feelings, my my opinions. I feel like, thank God for Barack. Imagine if the legacy from the Bush eras would have just continued on up until today. Wouldn't we be even sitting here on this radio show talking about this? So I believe there is hope. I believe we're going to all get through it. We're not going to all be taken down. We are a vigorous people, especially Black people and Brown people of color. We always fight. We we came into this world fighting, and we don't go out of this world fighting. So I'm not afraid, but I'm 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 upset. My anger is legitimate because I know that we have a president that do not care for us as a people, and that's just my bottom line. And I, you know, it's just what it is to me.
0: And you know, I know that there are so many people who share your sentiment. And probably could even say it even so much deeper because of the fact of like you were saying there's so much there's so much going on and and we feel that you know our interest is not at not at the heart of this president not coming in not like all. I said um, I, I feel that uh, oh I'm going to have to mute somebody um, is that you Miss Barbara um. The thing of it is it was, to... but
3: I, I'm muting myself. I did have
0: a comment, though. Go ahead.
3: Oh, oh. so my comment is, uh, and good evening to the guest. Uh, is that Kevin Ford?
0: Yes. Yes, that's my co-host tonight, Kevin Ford.
3: Yes, yes. Good evening, Kevin. And absolutely, I, I think we are right to have an opinion and to fear. And, I mean, here's the thing. You know, the truth is, if you have a gut feeling, Mm Rosalind, that something is not right, then I've always gone, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businesswoman, you know, and I've been on this planet for a number of years. And if I feel it's not right, it isn't right. And so we've been spoiled by eight years of seeing an African-American president, someone who's very capable, very educated, educated wife, educated mother-in-law, mm-hmm. and all his, the people that were around him. So this, what we saw for eight years was really not the normal. We didn't right. see the normal America. So <clears throat> behind the scenes, they were still business as usual. So now Mm -hmm. what we're seeing is America at its best for what it really is, and I hate to say it, but it was built on the legacy of of being prejudiced and and outlining privilege even amongst white people. And the problem that we're facing right now, uh, Kevin, is that we're seeing white people not understanding who their true identity is. They're thinking, they're aligning themselves with him thinking, yes, Mr. Trump is going to do something for us, but in all actuality, he is only interested in advancing those who are in his club. And the idea of thinking that he is as rich as he is, he has financial problems. And these financial problems and his alliances that he's made are all laden in the tax report. And that's why the tax report has never been prevalent and never been on the table because then we would really know what's going down and Mm -hmm. who's investing and who's behind him. So, you know, it's very interesting, but I just feel that we as a people have to become sharper. We have to be more uh, 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 cohesive with one another. And my final thought is that we just have to stop airing our dirty laundry. This -hmm. is where we have made a real mistake. Because we have allowed the worst of us to be the best of us and to be the ones that are setting the pace for us. And we're going to have to go back to 1959 when we all wore suits and bow ties Uh, and the uh, ladies had stockings on our legs in order to be able to to, to command some respect from these Mm -hmm. folks. And that was my comment.
0: All right. All right. We got another caller calling in from Southern California. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from and what is your comment on the transition of power coming up. Are you fucking kidding me? Excuse me?
3: Hello?
2: You just probably had a a prank caller.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Because of what
2: we're talking about. Somebody probably hearing what we talking about.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, no so we and King, but we tell her the truth, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, so look, well, well,
3: uh, Roslin, i think I think you need to let the caller know when they're listening that if they could please appropriately address the speaker, oh, yes, and we don't yes. use profanity on this network,
0: so yes, in exactly. the future uh, yes. if
3: they care to make a comment, prepare themselves before they call in.
0: Exactly, exactly, so caller. if you hear that, please prepare yourself uh, no profanity, and just calm down and just uh present yourself, okay, so um what I wanted to do because there are so many topics that um, has been addressed when we talk talk about the the most top thing that this nation is worried about fifty four percent of the people are worried about the availability and the availability and the affordability of health care. Now, Obamacare, people have been hitting that thing, I mean, hitting that thing, okay? Um, and now um, that they're getting ready to, you know, wipe it out and the transition of power coming in, saying they're, they have something that's coming up that's uh, going to replace it and be better. So, But we still have no answer on that one. The next one is the economy. 53% of those nations worried about the economy. And then the possibility of future terrorism attacks in the U.S. Okay, then Social Security, the Social Security system. What are the people going to do? We're paying into this system, but they're trying to change that, or even do away with that. They're trying to um, um, pick, pick, do a fund now, but uh, that's a different. That's a whole different uh, ball game. Okay, and then you think about the size and power of the federal government, and the way income and wealth are distributed in the U.S., okay? And then hunger and homelessness, homelessness people. Someone said that these United States, there should nobody be hungry on these streets. There should be nobody homeless on the streets. But the fact of the matter is there are. Then crime and violence. The crime and violence, and you think about what's going on in, in the nation and you think about the uh, uh, the neighborhoods and you know gang and so much crime with the killings and and the uh, the cities that have um, the percentage of homicides um, that has taken place is is horrendous and so you know we, we think about all these things that that's taken place within this nation and and we we say, where is the answer? Who has the answer? You know, what is the answer? And when will it come? So you have all these issues that takes place within this country. Um, we had two of us callers calling from Southern California. Let me see if they're there. Um, Caller, are you there? Okay, maybe they're just listening. All right, that's fine. All right, so... Um before we do wrap up uh, our show tonight, uh, I'm going to let Alex. Alex, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Yeah, all right. Very good. So um, I'm going to have you and Miss um, Barbara, and then I'll go to Kevin uh, for the last comments uh, to wrap up our show. But um, what do you think, and what do you want to see take place? I mean, there's so much, but um. Wow. You, you say this right. where do you start? Where do you start, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So go ahead. Well, the
3: first ahead, thing Alice. is, just just to back up a little bit, I want us to realize that, you know, with, with all the stuff that are go- that is going on currently right now, we have to understand that it's a distraction, right? There's something that's deeper than what we're seeing on television and being said is. to us, that yes. there's something else that's going on behind the scenes that we're not being made aware of right the second thing is that this is this um, presidential nomination has um it's been very weird right think about Mm -hmm. it this guy was the one one, first president in almost 40 years that never that was not mandated to present his tax returns right um Mm
1: -hmm.
3: look at all of his nominees all of those nominees six of them he talked on the campaign trail about um wall street and the cronies and and the cronyism on wall street and you know washington being bought by wall street six of his nominees are wall street executives right all Mm -hmm. of his nominees are millionaires or multi-billionaires so so this is a very strange situation that we have going on and then you know what he's talking about when as it relates to the russian president it's like, I mean, that could almost be considered an act of treason. You understand what I'm saying? You're a mm-hmm. cohort and, and actually uh, defending a country that is supposedly our enemy. So it's yes. all very strange to me. I think there's something, they're distracting us from something so we can't focus on what is really going to be presented to us very soon, right? Um, mm-hmm. In reference to what we need to do, so I... I always tell you I am for our people, right? So me, when I think, I think my people first and then everybody else later, right? Because that's what people do, right? You look Mm -hmm. at the Chinese, they think for their people. So I'm thinking for my people. So the first thing we have to do, and I think we're doing it, it's slow, right, Um, is we have to wake up, right? We have to wake up. And we are waking up. We're waking up on many different levels, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We have to wake up. And we have to come together. You you remember back in, well, I wasn't born in segregation days, but, you know, from what I've read, what I've been told, you know, when we were segregated and we had nobody but each other to depend on, we did better, right? So not to say that we need to segregate ourselves again, but we need to look towards each other and, and, and start to help each other, one step at a time. You remember I said, let's start in our communities, and if one person does one thing, and the next person, it's just a ripple effect, right? So we got to make our minds up that we're going to, one, teach ourselves. That's num- that's my goal this year is to put myself out there and make sure that I offer homeschool to people, you know, if they want it. That's one of the things in my community. Teach them about technology in my community, one step at a time. That's what we have to do is wake up, get ourselves together, and look towards each other because we started looking away from each other and they got us. And I'm mm-hmm. out
2: on that one.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Okay. All right. So, uh, Ms. Barbara, oh, looks like we got a caller from New York. Caller, give us your name. Where are you calling in from?
3: Oh, hi, it's Lisa. It's been good listening to you and Kevin.
0: Very good show tonight. Thank awesome. You. Very good. All right. Very good. So do you have any comments or questions for for, for us tonight, or are you you good?
3: Well, first of it, I have to say I have to agree with everything that the uh, caller before me says, um, pretty much verbatim, word for word. Um, but I would have to say that I think that, you know, well, I'm pretty sure that, you know, everything we're going through is by design. Um, that's for another show, but, you know, it's not coincidence. So, um, like she said, we have to be, you know, a little more educated, a little more smart about this because we're playing a game that we don't know you know, we're playing, and it seems like, you know, everyone else has a head start. So, you know, I think, you know, definitely we need to wake up, and we're doing that. So, each one teach one, and that's it. And <laughs> thanks.
0: Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, okay, Miss Barbara. Okay.
3: I'm here. I'm here supporting, and great show, Rosalind. Uh, pleasure listening your opinion, and your dynamic, uh, uh, Kevin Ford. And, you know, in just uh, two minutes or less, I just want to say, you know, with with the climate, as we were, you know, rudely interrupted tonight, the climate is distressing, And uh, the American climate that we have where we're all so split and so divided, where truth becomes uh, fake news and where fake news becomes truth, Mm -hmm. Uh, we've seen the beginning of the spin and i mean everything in this administration is going to be a spin because you have spin uh manifestors in all the positions every position that donald trump has um actually nominated someone for it is because of their distinct for that department from the um Uh, 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 what do you call it, the um, economic sanctions to putting people in positions with uh, Dr. Ben Carson in housing where he believes that Christ never spoke about people having adequate housing. And so maybe we should dismantle housing, public housing altogether, to uh, environmentalists who believe that there should be no sanctions on these corporations and they should just have free reign, and that's what's been holding back the economy. You know, we're hearing all these falsities. That's really what it is. Actually, the the economy is at its best right now that it's been since um, 2005, all right, first off. And second off, uh, the very interesting thing about this is you know they'll say in Donald Trump's camp that he won fair and square, but the truth is that he lost by over seven million votes. That's true. Two million uh, with Hillary at two million ahead of him, and then the other five million that were cast for various write-in candidates, the Green Party, and the independent candidates.
2: So true. he did not. He
3: he did not win, uh, and so we're seeing a. Uh, 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 a a appointment of someone who has less education than you and I. And so, you know, he can talk a good game, but uh, he is not qualified for the presidency. He is not qualified with diplomatic uh, sustenance. And this is our fear because we know that if you have a ship and it's on the great sea and you don't have, the appropriate people in place and in power to run the helm so we're that's not it hooking, was we we're mm-hmm. we are going to be just like the Titanic, so mm-hmm. I admonish black people to get your passports ready to get your uh uh sovereign citizenship together with whatever Indian nation you're affiliated with, and then let's get come together as a consortium and sue them for the fact that we are not adequately represented in the House, the Congress, nor the Senate, nor in any appointments that
0: we've seen in the past two months. Exactly. So that's, exactly, that's where I'm going. With. Anyway, enjoy yeah. the
3: show. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Ms. Barbara. I really appreciate you, my sister. Yes, if you'll see, you know, the the, the whole cabinet is, uh, there are no people of color. Um, so go ahead, Kevin. We'll wrap it up with you, my brother.
2: Well, thanks again, Ross, for having me on. You know, I love doing this with you, and we got to really talk about getting my talk show and all that together. Throw that out there okay. real quick. <laughs> oh, um,
0: oh, you know what? I want to see if my sister's still there at Urgent Care, because okay. I know she said she was there at Urgent Care. I want to see if. She... Hello, my sister, you there? You still there?
2: She's probably just listening.
0: Oh, she's probably just listening. That's okay. That's all right. I'm here, and I'm just listening. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we hope that you're doing okay.
3: Um, Thank
0: you. Care, I mean, I would to... have a lot to say, as as you know, I can talk. <laughs> yeah. But I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, sure We're well. <laughs> <That's laughs> right. doing well. That's all right. We'll have more shows. We'll have more shows, and we would love for you to call in and uh, mm-hmm. just show your support and and be able to share. Okay? Just okay. That's for sure. Thank you. All right. uh-huh. You are so welcome, my sister. Uh, we have one more caller. Caller, give us your name and speak Chief. Go ahead, Chief.
1: Uh, greetings with peace, Usmalinkum, and Hotep to everybody tonight. And welcome back to the show, Brother Kev, and Thank you, Barbara man. McGee, and, and Lisa and Alex. You guys did a great job tonight. Great job.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you. you have any question or comment uh, for tonight
2: before we wrap it up?
1: Well, the only thing I could say is you know, we just have to be vigilant in our own community, in our own circle. And and I, I say I the same thing just about on everybody's show. You know, it's like here in, in Oakland, you know, people, you know, the white folks come together, they have these little small restaurants and taverns and bars, and they support them. They have a place up here on 51st and Telegraph where they just sell chicken sandwiches and, and, and the white folks are lined up all around the corner. And they have all these other little taverns that stay packed every night. And so they support one another. And if we can't do that ourselves, I don't care what you, I don't care if you have a donut shop, a chicken shop, a barbecue shop, a if you're selling CDs or motion pictures or whatever it may be, how come we can't do the same thing and then spread out? Because our businesses just can't survive off of the black dollars. We need everybody's dollars, but we need to get our own economic base. Mm -hmm. And when we do get these businesses, we we see a, a little black business pop up here and there the next thing you know. They're closed. They're out of business. They can't stay open. They're out of this. They're out of that. And so we, we just, we have to do much better as a people. As like Sister Alex said a little while ago, I mean, we were more unified during the, the 1950s and 1960s, and 1940s, and and also during slavery as well. We were much more stronger and unified as a people. But so, but we have been so destroyed. You know, we have disagreements in religion. We got disagreements in philosophy. We got dis- disagreements all across the board. And you know, and and you know, if we can't get ourselves together, I mean, you know, and Trump. Okay, if Trump came to us right now, it's okay, Negroes, what y'all want? We couldn't give him an intelligent answer. He couldn't do it. And so until we start getting our act together ourselves, and we have to do it on a microeconomic level and just let it spread out, it's going to take years years and years and years and years and years. Freedom, justice, and equality in America is not going to happen overnight. But we must do what we can do in our own environment and so let us set the the pace right here at t25cl what our our radio talk shows our music shows the cds that we have the motion pictures that we have my famous line of 595 and so when we get off the phone tonight just let people know about t25cl let people know that this little small company with this great big vision did a motion picture project. Get some, support it. Support it tonight. Look at it for five ninety five, and tell somebody else. Tell your church members. Tell your family. Tell your friend. Tell your neighbor. Tell your housekeepers, whatever. But let the people know. Let it get out there. And so this is how we get on economic base. And we don't have to worry about Trump. We don't have to worry about whoever's going to be in that house. Let them have this madness. Let us do what we have to do for one another in our own community. And let's just spread from there. And I'll say the same thing next week on the next show. I'll say it tomorrow night on Cory and show. I'm going to say the same thing until we start getting some results.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Chief. We appreciate that comment. Um, so before we leave tonight, um, of course, I want you to you can wrap it up, Kevin. Before I close out tonight, and I really appreciate you coming on tonight, my brother. Very Thank insightful. You.
2: Very insightful. You are. Anytime. Thank you. And I love talking. I love talking about this stuff. One thing that I will say right now is, after all that we've discussed tonight and listening from the Young sisters talking so eloquently, I mean, I really uh, enjoyed the whole conversation. But I will say this. I know we've been talking about politics and what's going on in our world right now, but I would challenge people to get in touch with your God. Get in touch with, you know, your higher power. Get in the churches, get in in your communities, and wake up and pray for those things that that young sister was telling us about that we are all being distracted by. We're talking about politics, but that's something great and bigger. You know, I remember one of my worst dreams as a kid. I had to be all about maybe five, six years old. And this was a horrible dream, and I can I to this day I can remember it like it happened yesterday. But this dream stoked the fears of me. Like I remember these people in my neighborhood. bomb rushing my house, my mama's house. And coming in there to kill my father. And it was just like, it was a war going on. Everything changed from being calm to just violent. And and I was a little kid dreaming this little, dreaming. It made me wake up. I I peed in the bed. I mean, it was horrible. And somehow I feel like the signs of the time and things that are going on, I hope that dream would never, ever come to fruition. So I prayed. Tonight, for all of us that are in this struggle, that are going through these fears and this anxiety and this anger and this hatred and all the things that we experience, I pray that God will lift us up out of whatever it is that we will be vindicated, that God will reach down and, and touch his people. I pray that we still continue to wake up and fight the good fight of faith you know, and love our neighbors and love our brothers and sisters. So that's where I ended on a good note because what we're talking about ain't good. But the good note is the good news is I believe there is a God that will lift us up. And that's just my my take right there.
0: All right. Thank you so, so much, my brother. I really appreciate that. And if we just keep uh, one thing in mind is we need to come together. I mean, we're thinking about everything that is hurting America, what's hurting us as people. there are so many issues, so many issues that are rubbing us all the wrong way, and yeah. we have to be, we have to think about it with um, uh, the belief of our, our civil liberties is is just being eroded. Everything that's taken place within this nation is being eroded. Where do we see the light? At the end of this tunnel, so we just have to continue to to beat against all the bigotry, the hatred, um, all the illegal activities, and everything that's taken place within this nation, and just come together, like um, a chief was saying, to come together for us as a whole. I mean, we can have you know a black man who can be the head of this nation, but what about the rest of the body? The body is going all different ways. The body is suffering. So we need to think about what we're doing first as individuals in our homes, in our cities, in our states, and then in our countries, and then the world. But like uh, we are always saying here at T25CL, it comes just starts right here with us as a company, knowing that we come together as a family to reach out to the world to show that there is a better way. And there is a lot at the end of the tunnel. Of course, we don't have all the answers. We'll never have all the answers. One day, maybe we will. But by the grace of God, there go we. Okay? So we just want to just thank everyone who's called in. Thank you, Alex, my sister Barbara and Lisa, and my sister there at Urgent Care. I hope she gets better. And uh, for all of those who are called in, and, uh, you know, look, everybody, let's make a this world a better place by starting with ourselves. All right? All right. So I want to thank everybody for calling in. Thank you, Kevin. And we thank will you. be talking soon because we have a lot to talk about, my brother and it <laughs> Okay?
2: Oh, of course.
0: You got it. All right. Well, without any further ado, I want to just wish everyone have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.